E-S-N-Y. I am a little stitious. I, okay. I shouldn't say that. No, I'm super, like, I'm very superstitious. Hey, and now that playoffs are around the corner, it's going to be, um, I'm going to be at my worst. Yeah, no, this is not the time to, like, mess around now. You can't. What? Gardner just keeps getting hits because. Oh. Did he oh. get a hit? He did. <gasps> are you ahead oh, of me? God. I can't, I can't stop watching him. I don't want to stop watching him. He needs to come back next year. I, I think he is. I think everyone's just accepted that. Oh my God, you're ahead of me this time. Oh, that's I, weird. You know why? Because um, I don't get that channel on my uh, on my YouTube TV, X, so I had to use my old-fashioned antenna. You know, along oh, with no. my horse and buggy, I rode yeah. to work in today. I gotta double check and make sure this is live. Yeah, no, it is. Oh boy. Sorry. What a roll! What a roll reversal. Usually, I'm the one spoiling plays for you. I know. I was hoping he was going to hit a home run, and I was like, please don't tell me if he hits a home run. I know no, he already now hit you, one. Now you're going to tell me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Trust me. That'll be even better. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to stop watching him. He's just... He's not ready to go. He's, he's, still, he's got a couple more years left in him. I he honestly just... thought he was done, but he's just he just keeps going. Especially when he we just need. hit a uh, a new career in RBIs, um, sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> Clint Frazier behind him now. Yeah, yeah. Little left field battle from spring training. <laughs> oh, those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> Everything was so simple before before Severino got hurt and Aaron Hicks got hurt and Dellen got hurt and everybody got hurt. I mean, it's the worst. Speaking, Honestly, we actually have another guy to mention who did get hurt in spring training, who I was really excited for, but I'm not excited for the circumstances that are surrounding him coming to the league. Yes. So let me, uh, we'll just get ahead of it. All right. Today is September 19th, I think. That might be wrong. It is Ep- correct. It is. Fantastic. Episode 28, that also might be wrong, of the Bleacher Creatures podcast <laughs> presented by Elite Sports in New York. And let's just get the big news out of the way. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I looked at my phone earlier this afternoon, saw that uh, Domingo Herman um, was placed on the administrative leave list for MLB um, under investigation for domestic violence. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a really tough subject to talk about. So really, we're going to make it as brief as possible um, and just basically say, you know, Yes, um, we understand that he's a baseball player and we have cheered him on all season long. Um, but the situations surrounding the circumstance are, are, are 
pretty bad. Um, you know, but we don't know the whole story. I think the most important thing is it's it's not about it's not about baseball anymore. It's about Herman and whoever else has been involved um, to basically get the help that they need, and um, hopefully this won't happen again. But it's a very very tough topic to talk about and that's really all i have to say on the matter because we don't know the whole story yeah i mean that was a big debate for us today whether we were going to bring it up because we don't know the whole story but given the fact that i think the fact that the union isn't appealing it kind of leads you to believe that he's at least going to get some sort of suspension from this and if it turns out that it is true which it looks like it may be i don't want to say for sure because we don't have all the facts obviously then i mean that's you just hope everybody gets the help that they need. Yeah, I but, think that's that's what we have to leave it at now. Um, yeah. You know, can't make assumptions, can't can't do any of that, but it, it doesn't look great. No. Um, and with that, uh, one we'll of cut, your yeah, we'll cut that off right there. Michael <laughs> King is coming up. Who is someone I've been super excited for Michael King to come up all year. I honestly thought he was gonna he was gonna end up on the opening day roster from spring training, but he ended up getting hurt. And it was just somebody that we had never really heard about until last year when it was like, Oh, look at this kind of guy. We thought it was just a throw in and a trade. And now he's got like an under two ERA in, in the minor leagues. Like this guy might be good. I think so. I, I think he might. I mean, I've seen a little bit of what he's done in triple a and he looked good. Um, you know how you get all these guys like Chance Adams and, um, you know, all of them coming up and you're basically like so excited about all of them and they just turn out to be, eh. What yeah. do you think? You think King's a real deal? I hope so. It's it's encouraging how quickly he came through the system. Like that's a, When we were talking about Chance Adams, like, I think I heard about Chance Adams in like 2015. Where I was like, oh, maybe this guy is coming soon. And then arm injury, arm injury. I mean, it's not really his fault that he's not good because he just kept getting hurt with like serious injuries, but he's just not good. That is just what it is. And Michael King, on the other hand, was nobody was talking about him until last year when they started looking at the numbers. And it's like, oh, hold on a second. This guy is pretty good. We got him in the John Carlos Stanton trade. Stop. Yep. He's from my uh, hometown, apparently. Really? (laughs) He is from rochester new york <laughs> oh boy yeah so he's a new york kid probably grew up a no yankees idea. fan good for I him gotta, i gotta look up and see how he was doing this year because i know last year he was just dominating the minor leagues and i didn't actually check in too often this year because most of the minor leaguers i would have checked in on were already in the majors because everybody was injured right but well ooh. it looked like his triple a numbers were okay um 23 and 23 and two thirds innings, 20 hits, um, 4.18 ERA, three and one record, 28 strikeouts in 23.2 innings. Um, opponent batting 227 against him this year in AAA. Yeah, not the best, but then you go back and you look at at last season when he came right. up to AAA and he pitched really well. And in AA, he was fantastic. He had a 2.09 ERA. Mm-hmm. Like he's good. He's a good pitcher. Maybe the rehab process was a little slow for him. Right. You never know. You never know. Yeah, no, he really looked good in 2018. His AAA numbers 4 0, 1.15 ERA, um, 39 innings, 20 hits. 
So yeah, you you look decent. It's I mean it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. because this is a guy that is everyone wants. Everyone's wanted to see this guy for a while, and he mm-hmm. kind of got lost in the shuffle with. I mean, the major league storylines this year have been absolutely insane for the New York Yankees. Right, we got to. I mean, we got to DFA this guy because we need an outfielder. We got to DFA this guy because we need a pitcher. Uh, we just we had nobody left, and Michael King wasn't on the forty man roster because you don't want to use that spot on him unless you have to. But I I feel like he was probably Rule Five eligible this year, so I think they would have had to use the spot on on him anyway. And I obviously okay. think they would have pulled the trigger on that, but who knows. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never know. It's it's an opportunity for him to to really show what he's got, and you know who knows. This could be the next uh, great success story for a young Yankees pitcher. That would be yeah. pretty awesome to see. I mean, with I, the way this season's been going, it doesn't surprise me. Like next man up philosophy, everyone just seems to be producing. Like yeah, maybe he can drink the Kool Aid too. I hope so. I and that's a guy who's going to factor into the decision in twenty twenty two. Where I mean, he's a starting pitcher, so you're going to be looking at CC's gone. I don't know how long we're going to be sticking with Hap as a starter last year or t- or next year if he does what he did this year. Uh, I, I mean, I know he's making a lot of money, but at some point, just cut the cord, man. It's not there. And we've seen Cashman's hesitant to sign free agent starting pitchers, and I don't know. We have a couple guys. We have a couple interesting guys. Montgomery coming back. Maybe Michael King's the real deal. Who knows? Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, but I mean, he'll get at least some opportunity in the the late goings of the season. I mean, it's probably going to be less, uh, less of high leverage situations if they clinch because, you know, you're just trying to get too late for him to get a playoff spot too. I don't think it maybe if you come up in early September and pitched really well, you're talking about him as the long man instead of maybe Hap, Mm -hmm. but speaking of starting pitchers, though, Masahiro Tanaka is having a hell of a game. Yes, he gave up what a home run to Calhoun, and then uh, I hate Calhoun. I hate him so much. Listen, I love watching him when he's not playing against the Yankees. He um, just plays just, so well against us. The you know what the way he plays the outfield, like the dives, and he has no regard for his own body, and he just goes for it all the time. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean he he's just the worst. I mean, he's hitting 234, but I feel like he's had a hit every single time he's come up this series. Isn't there always like one? It's always the Angels, too. One Angels player who's always just a a Yankee killer just crushes them, even though they're not good the rest of the season. For whatever reason, whenever they go to the Bronx or they play the Yankees in L.A., they're just on their game 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, Cole, he still hits a lot of home runs. He's got 31 home runs this year. I don't know if that accounts for the one he just hit earlier today. But I I mean, he's so. re- he's a really good power hitter. And I just don't I don't like him. I don't like his stupid face either that I'm looking at now on MLB.com. He's got a stupid face. Hey, listen, when my uh, my Angels guy I didn't like, um, but I did when he wasn't playing against the Yankees was Sean Figgins or Chone, however you want to pronounce it. I actually don't know who that is. Please elaborate. Are you kidding? You don't know who Chone Figgins is? No, not off the top of my head. I was it- I have a terrible memory. It's actually pronounced Sean, um, <laughs> but it's spelled Chone. So, yeah, I just, you know what? I absolutely hated him. He was one of those guys that was, uh, 
he was just a scrappy hitter. He really wasn't a he really wasn't a power hitter, but he was fast. Oh, he so was he was just, so he's basically Brett Gardner. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Brett Gardner is a power hitter now. Oh yeah, um, I don't I don't know if you know he has twenty five home runs. Not really sure about that, but um, and actually I do have a stat to prove that, so I will yes. go over that in just a moment. Um, but yeah, Sean Figgins just constantly got on base. He always killed us in the ALDS. Um, just one of those guys that. Every time he stepped up to the plate, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, he's going to find a way to get on base no matter what. Especially in Los Angeles. Anytime we go to the West Coast, it's a disaster. Well, let's get it. Let's, the Allison Case stat of the day. What's it? Would you like the Allison Case stat of the day right now? Absolutely. I'll follow it up with the Katie Sharp stat of the day. You already know which one it is. but Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure because I think I retweeted it. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so the Allison Case stat of the day, which I um, got the idea from another Twitter user. I don't remember who it was, though. So I'm sorry if you're listening and I'm not giving you credit. I just don't know who you are. Um, but anyway, Brett Gardner. <laughs> of course, it's about Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner has a higher slugging percentage this year than Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Oh, boy. <laughs> Those, those are a couple names. <laughs> a couple of guys who got some big contracts, and it has not panned out this year. So, Brett Gardner is currently slugging 498. Um, Bryce Harper is slugging 497. Oh, just got him beat. Okay, you know what? He just hit another home run, so who knows? And uh, Manny Machado is slugging 456 this year. Yikes. Wow. Brett Gardner, not a power hitter, huh? Yeah. Remember in the offseason when the world was falling because we didn't sign Manny Machado? Like, the world ended. It was, I mean, (laughs) and look at what he's done. He hasn't done anything. And we got DJ LeMayhew. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that people still don't trust Brian Cashman. (laughs) We let ourselves get so wrapped up in that whole Manny Machado thing. I admit it. I did too. But, and then Dan Clark was like, I oh, wanted him. Definitely signing. And then everyone's like, oh, Dan Clark said it. it. must be right. And then Dan Clark was wrong. And then he deleted his Twitter. And now he's back. Yeah, I still don't um, know who Dan Clark is. I don't really I just either. know him from this one tweet. I don't know anything else he's ever done. <laughs> so it's more of an infamy. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Like, when I see Dan Clark's name pop up, I'm like, somebody got a take wrong. Oh, I wanted Machado. But what are you going to do? We got DJ. It's much better. I did want Machado and DJ and Gio and everyone has done far better. And you know what? They've led us to the playoffs. So here we go. That's all all that I'm going to follow that up with my Katie Sharp, my Katie Sharp stat, because I don't research my own stats. I like Katie Sharp do it for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tyler Wade in his MLB career has been on first base five times when a double is hit and scored four of those times, which is 80%. That's good math. And the MLB average rate scoring from first on a double is 39. He's more than double. He is so fast. <laughs> it's amazing. You really, you have to really watch. It's an art form watching him run the bases. I don't know how he is so fast, but he makes fast people look slow. Yeah. He makes fast people look not so fast. Correct. 
and he runs the bases really well. It's not just like an A to B speed. He, he gets good jump. He gets good. I saw him the other day. He was down second base and he was going to score on a single. He didn't know if the single was going to fall. So it was kind of halfway between second and third and it fell and he just turned on the jets and went right around third base. Maybe took like two steps out of the line. And it was, he was going full speed and he scored easily. Wow. He's just so fast. Now I, I wish, wish he was he better at everything. I wish he could just hit a little bit. <laughs> hey, like like we said last time, he's been he's been hitting. He's been getting some at bats and a little bit, yeah. So, but last year, you know, he came up and he was like oh for like twenty or something like that. He was he was not looking so great. No, I really wish he was. He has, like you said last week, he has all the tools to be that complete baseball player, and he just. Yeah, he just can't hit. You just can't. <laughs> Pretty important in today's day. Like you, you're gonna want a player who can hit if you're playing in today's MLB. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, but in the playoffs, utilize him as a pinch runner. You're winning every single game. Oh yeah, he definitely locked down a playoff spot. That guy is not getting out on the base paths. No, and that's why we went out and got Terrence Gore from Kansas City for like literally nothing because we said, "Well, oh, come October, we want a pinch runner." Mm-hmm. And we went out and got this guy specifically to be a pinch runner because he also couldn't hit. But I don't think I don't think he plays the field very well either. I think he's literally just a runner. And he's, it was just like he's outfield, right? That makes sense. Outfielder or middle infield. I don't really know him too well because he's not important because it's Tyler Wade's <laughs> roster spot. Well, it's Tyler Wade's world. We're just living in it. Absolutely, Wade's world. Wade's world. That's a good hashtag. Wade's world. Wade's world. You should get that rolling on Twitter. Next time we get to it, just be like, we're just living in hashtag Wade's world. (laughs) Ah, yes. I love starting things on Twitter. It's great. Uh, So we had a couple guys come back this week, too. That was exciting. Giancarlo (laughs) Stanton yesterday and Luis Severino on Tuesday. Well, technically, in the past week, we also had Dallin Batances come back, but then he went away. It was a really fun inning, though. He thought that he got two outs. He thought he got three outs. It was it was funny. I haven't I seen him t- laugh like that in the entire time he's been a Yankee. Yeah, well, he was laughing because he was trying to mask the pain of when he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Well, he said, I mean, he claims that it didn't hurt at all until the next day. And it was like, oh, yikes. At least surgery is not going to be required. They said it's just four weeks in a walking boot and then a rehab. So maybe it's not the worst thing. But, but yeah, but he's coming up on free agency next year. Oh, if, if this was worse, if this was a worse injury, it would have been brutal for him. Because after everything he went through with arbitration, where you just had, who is it, Randy Levine, who's in charge oh, yeah. of doing the arbitration hearings. And you just have him coming in and Dellen says, hey, pay me closer money. I pitch like a closer. And I go, oh, well, you've never been a closer before. And look at all these terrible numbers you have, too. Like, the arbitration process is so dumb. I don't understand it. You just have... Two sides, and one guy says, pay me fairly, and the other guy says, well, look how bad you are. Why would we pay you that? But they're on the same team. Who does that? That you just go into a courtroom, and you rip your own player in front of a judge. And it's not like the agent doesn't. The player has to be there. With the whole Dallin Batances thing, like, that was the one that got me the most. I mean, I know, I'm trying to remember, there was someone last year who... It ruined his confidence for the whole year. He was bad that year after that. After his first arbitration year, he was bad. And honestly, like, after that year, too, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if as soon as free agency hit, he just wanted to to walk. I would say the same thing. 
Because, I mean, if someone's going to, if your own team and your own front office is going to treat you like that and be like, yeah, well, you're not a closer and uh, you kind of suck sometimes, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go back and play for them. Yeah. I mean, but you're talking about, you know, Del Tanzas isn't just not a, he's not, he's not a regular reliever because he's a regular reliever type talent. He's a regular reliever because he had Andrew Miller and, and Araldis Chapman behind him. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Chapman's the best closer in baseball. So I understand that Dellen is probably the closer for 29 other teams, but we just happen to have the only closer that was better than him. Hey, I mean, I heard the Red Sox needed a closer. Like, Dellen Batances could have done that. They can't afford Dellen. They have no oh, money. <laughs> very true. Very true. That's yeah. also a testament to Brian Cashman to just be... It's, Dave Dombrowski could go anywhere and just blow up the entire thing and put together a talented team. But like Cashman has a, he, I mean, he has a winning team every single year. Maybe they don't win the championship every year, but they're in contention every year. Well, I mean, look at the guys that they, they picked up in the off season and everyone was like, are you kidding me? This is not, this is not the big name free agent that we wanted, but Hey, guess what? It worked out. It worked out perfectly. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Cashman, like, Brian Cashman, I don't know how to describe him because he he just does all these things. He's a wizard. And, yeah, maybe that's the correct term. Like like an actual wizard, not like not like somebody who's just really good at something. I mean, no. he's got a crystal ball. He's looking into the future. He's a sorcerer. You he know. knew that Brett Gardner was going to have a higher slugging percentage than Manny Machado and Bryce Harper this year. It's like, why am I going to pay three hundred million when I can get it for seven and a half? And make the entire uh, entire Yankees fan base fall in love with him again. Absolutely. I mean, this season has done wonders for, I'm sure, his confidence. And, you know, honestly, when he first started playing, like, many people are just like, oh, yeah, he's okay. You know, little guy can run fast, you know, can hit singles, can get on base. Great. But these past couple years, people have really grown to just be like, this guy's really cool. And I've never paid attention to him, really. Yeah, only true Yankee fans were really paying attention to Brett Gardner in like 2009 because he was very <clears> nice. <throat> yeah, you, you exactly. <laughs> thank you. But thank like you. nobody was paying attention to Brett Gardner. Then he was just quietly one of the most valuable Yankees over the last ten years. Yeah, so I saw on um on Twitter today, uh, someone was asking about if Brett Gardner would get a um. A plaque in Monument Park or a retired number? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, think, I would say he would probably get a plaque, but I yeah. wouldn't say that they would retire his number. Yeah, I think he has to do. Shockingly, I think he has to do a little bit more to get an, to get eleven oh. retired. But I'm what talking. What else can he do? He's I already knocked the dugout roof so many times that. He has left dents in it permanently. Uh, he definitely left his mark on Yankee Stadium. That's for sure. True that. True that. But I don't know. Maybe if he plays two more years and God willing, the Yankees win two championships in those years and Brett Gardner is as big a contributor as he was this year. Maybe we're looking at his stats overall and being like, oh, Brett, Brett Gardner won three championships and he was the de facto team captain for most of those years. He was just like good, consistently good. I don't know if that's enough to get his number retired, but. So here's what I compared him to before. I think this was like last year and I got slammed for it. Yikes. 
I basically said that Brett Gardner is essentially going to become the next Bernie Williams. Okay? Just hear me out. Not stat-wise. I was just I'm I'm, I'm no, listening. No, no, no. I'm listening. No. Because, you know, Bernie Williams had, he led the league in batting average. and yeah, he, he was fantastic. He was really good. Love Bernie. Just more along the lines of like just the underrated guy that really nobody pays attention to because you got the superstars there. You got yeah, you got the Judge core here. four. You got the core four with Bernie right. Williams, and it's just like, well, it's kind of a core five. It just right. doesn't sound as good. Yeah, exactly. But like now, you've got Aaron Judge, you've got Glaber Torres, you've got Gary Sanchez, you've got all those guys kind of taking the spotlight, and Brett Gardner's just quietly doing his thing and getting the job done. And being the de facto leader of the team. Correct. Oh, there's so, another cat attack. Yeah, hello, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's my stance. Is I feel like Brett Gardner and Bernie Williams, personality-wise, have a, have a lot in common. Yeah, and just general impact on the team. Maybe not. I mean, Bernie Williams was obviously more talented and right. just a better overall player. But they both had huge impacts on the team. I mean, Brett Gardner's the longest-tenured Yankee. Right. And he's going to he's gonna continue to be because he's going to play right. again next year. And these are the guys when you're listing, you know, the the 2019 team, like if if something happens and they win the World Series, they'll be like, yeah, you know, Aaron Judge led the way, you know, this person led the way. Not many people are going to mention Brett Gardner. Yeah, he was just quietly here the entire year and doing it all. Yeah. So that's that's my stance on Brett Gardner and I'm sticking with it. All right. I don't don't hate that. I also don't know if it's enough to get his number retired, but I think just overall you know contributions to the organization wise i wouldn't be shocked if he got a plaque yeah i would think so probably just be honestly when any player plays their entire season with the yankees especially nowadays with like it just doesn't happen anymore yeah yeah it really doesn't happen i mean i thought that bryce harper would have stayed with the nationals but you know money i thought manny machado would have stuck with the orioles just because of the orioles but no yeah, I, I never saw Manny Machado staying with Baltimore after the way things started going his last two years there. They were really good for a couple of years, but I don't know. This year, they were really bad. 2018, they were really bad. 2017, <laughs> they weren't too good either. 2019, they are uh, Glaber Torres's uh, batting practice pitchers. Yeah, pretty much. Poor Gary Thorne. The, the Orioles radio guy. <laughs> I love the club. Just stop uh, pitching to him. His reactions were just great. There was one where he, he uh, Glaber just hit a home run and he was like, oh, I mean, there it goes. <laughs> Again. That's like, that's like that fanhood that comes out of you. Like John Sterling, if the Yankees were really bad and say, like, say it was the other way around. Manny Machado was just hitting 20 home runs off the Yankees every year. He'd just be in the booth being, just stop pitching to him, please. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so, um, Glaber Torres, speaking of uh, that guy, he's got 38 home runs this year. It wasn't a power hitter, though. He's Quick closing in on 40 home runs, and he's 22 years old. Yeah, what really were you shouldn't... doing when you were 22? Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to put that out on the air. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, I was just graduated from college, starting my first full-time job, and I had no idea how to even live out on my own. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm 24, and I'm, I wish I had Glaber Torres's life. He is so put together. I mean, he's a superstar in baseball, and I'm just sitting here. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of working. Talking about superstars in baseball? Exactly. I'm talking about superstars. Um, that didn't hit me until, until, you know, you watch any basketball, like NBA? I do not. I feel like it's an overglorified all-star game. That's my hot yeah, take. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan anymore. I used to be. But when I was a freshman in college, Andrew Wiggins got drafted. Mm-hmm. And I was like the first time I was like, Jesus, like we're the same age. And look what he's doing with his life. And look what I'm doing. I'm just hanging out in a dorm room watching him get drafted. And he's about to go play professional basketball for millions and millions of dollars. That's like now, like I go and watch the SU basketball team. And I'm like, these guys are like huge. And I feel like they're just like 30 years old. And they're children. And, they're yeah. children. I'm like, you guys are like five years younger than me. More. Unbelievable. I just gave away my age on the air. Yikes. Oh, oh it's okay. It's okay. I also gave away mine. Yeah, well, I didn't say it. They just have to do math to figure it out. I don't think anyone's going to do the math. This doesn't seem like a math podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. But also, math? to be fair, anybody who's this deep into into Yankees podcasts, like if you've just stumbled across this, you didn't find it on Twitter or anything, you might do the math. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually today I was, I was on a uh, baseball reference going through more Brett Gardner stats and I was trying to find out what day of the week he hits the most home runs. <laughs> I had to do a bunch of math. So I stopped. <laughs> See, that's what I have to get better at using baseball reference for like stupid stuff like that. I will. How about day games? How is he in day games versus night games? What about Sundays that start at four o'clock instead of one o'clock? Like those really obscure stats that I can tweet out and just be like, well, actually, look how good this guy is in this incredibly small sample size. They've only played one such game like this. There's one 205 Tuesday start, but he went three for four. So I don't know if they start at 205 on a Tuesday in the playoffs. Just watch out. That's all I'm saying. Right. Dangerous. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Tim Kirkagen facts. It's just the most obscure qualifiers of all time. I love looking up weird stats. I'll just, I'll be watching a game and I'll be like, this is weird. Like this person, you know, got three hits today. I'm like, when was the last time they got three hits? That was also a Tuesday. Let's go see how my, how they do on other Tuesdays. Like I'm intrigued. You got a big thing for day of the weeks, apparently. (laughs) I just, because it's weird. Like nobody expects to look that kind of stuff up. But once you know it, it's one of those facts you can just like pull out of your pocket. Like, at a networking event and people are like, oh, do you know Yankees baseball? And I'm like, do I know Yankees baseball? Brett Gardner hits 375 on Tuesdays. Yeah, do I know Yankees baseball? <laughs> so, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, boy, Araldis Chapman getting up in a five-run game. That's I'm okay with I that. guess maybe, maybe only if Gearin... I mean, kind of has to pitch. But I guess if you Gearin... You gotta give him some work. Yeah, if Gearin gives up some runs, maybe they bring him in. I feel like they don't like bring him in if it's not a safe situation. Well, yeah, but it must just be the situation and they really need to give him a little bit more work because you know what happens when he has too much rest. He's oh, he's just, bad. He's, he's nuts bad, out. bad. And that's that's the very last person on earth I would want to like not have command of the strike zone. Like a Raldis Chapman, just 6'5", hurling 103 miles per hour down the plate. Like, yeah, please throw a strike. Exactly. You don't want him to be uh, off kilter. Last time he pissed was... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Last time he pitched was September. Unbelievable. This is a family 12. podcast. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Last time he pitched was September 12th. All right, so it's been a few days. It's been a full week. It's been a full week. Yeah. And on seven days rest, he's only pitched once in his uh, this season. How was that outing? Was it bad? Oh, math. Oh, no. I have no idea. I, I thought you just had it queued up. I was ready to oh. queue you up for the obscure stat. No, I'll figure it out, though. Don't worry yeah. about it. How are we you feeling just... about Didi going into the playoffs? Um, Sorry, I found it. It was back in April. Um, Nope, that's not right. See, math. Oh, I can't almost do it. found it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do math. Wait, no, I did do math. That is math. Yes, it's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the mental gymnastics of you putting together the math on one week's worth of days. I just did like three cartwheels trying to figure that out. I Got mean, it's it. seven days. <laughs> so, yes, seven days back in April, April 13th, after pitching on April 6th. That's seven days. Correct? Yep, that's math. Okay, math. Um, one inning, no hits, no runs, one strikeout. Mm, that really throws our obscure stat out the window, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. He only threw nine pitches, too. Oh, easy inning. Maybe they just okay. swung at bad pitches. Maybe he was bad and they just swung anyway. We're going to have to go back and look at the tape. Absolutely. I'll go find the tape, too. Um, get back to you on that obscure stat. Absolutely. But we'll find another obscure stat, I'm sure, one of these days. Yeah. But let's bring it back to Didi, because that's obviously a hot topic yes. for Yankees fans these days as he pops out to shallow left field. I just I I do enjoy watching Didi and let's see he just he he just hasn't gotten going yet no he hasn't he hasn't really looked fully comfortable at the plate really um he looks almost like he did when he first came up where it's just uh, I'm here for defense and I'm just trying to hit but I'm right right like you can tell when he's feeling it at the plate he walks up there like really quickly like he's got confidence you can see it right off the bat and now he's looking like he's just trying to make contact with something because he doesn't want to strike out and you can't hit like that right but he's also he's also kind of swinging away almost like he's ready to just launch every ball out of the ballpark yeah and that's not the dd we're used to seeing no you know he's always his best when he gets back to like the up the middle approach right when he gets back to that up the middle approach he just pulls home runs anyway Mm Hmm. but we're actually yesterday when I was at the game with my buddy, I was talking to him. I was talking to these two guys who were in front of us. This one really nice Canadian fellow. Who would have guessed a nice Canadian fellow? But he wasn't like an avid baseball fan. So he was asking a lot of questions about, oh, is this, 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 and this? And he asked about Didi, and I said, oh, well, Didi, he only hits home runs to right field because we were sitting in right field. Uh, the, The furthest to left field he's ever hit it was like the very right side of Monument Park, which is that thing in center field. He goes, oh, that's crazy. And then, I kid you not, the very next pitch, he goes to the warning track on the left side of Monument Park. And the guy turns to me, he's like, you aren't kidding. He hit that ball really well, but it didn't leave the park. It was on the wrong side. And I was like, I told you, man. That's so peculiar. Yeah, he was really nice. I usually don't talk to strangers during baseball games or ever. I do. Clint Frazier, scale the wall. Oh, man. That's not Clint Frazier. Oops, I'm cheering for the wrong team. What do you mean you're cheering for the wrong team? I'm cheering for the wrong. I'm cheering for Cole. Calhoun, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think. right. We're at we're at the plate. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I you just you just tricked me in my head too. Oh, did you get a piece of that one? Ah, uh, that's warning track. Yeah, I just watched it. That's what. Oh I just yeah, watched. you're ahead of me now, right? <laughs> I would have known if Gio hit a home run. 
Ha ha, I'm ahead. Yeah, I don't like I need this game to go back to the Yes Network. I need to be I need to be back on like the immediate uh, the Yes Network, it gets you out really quick. They play it in the stadium too. And anytime like I'll go up to get like a hot dog or something, I'll hear the crowd cheer. I gotta find a television right away because I know the play is on within two seconds. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, they do a great job. And in fact, I had to cancel my Sling membership because the only reason I had it was to watch the Yes Network. And well, they got rid of it, Sling did. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's crazy. Okay, you'll see what happens. Did something happen? Maybe. Oh, God. Was it on the L1 count? Uh, I, I gotta know now. I gotta know if something's about to happen. Okay, you sit there and watch. I'll look up more obscure stats. Go for it. I love Cameron Mabin. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, okay Cameron, yeah. we see you. That one will get out. Hug think- season, baby. I think they started the the light show before it even left the park that time. That actually went into the section that I was sitting at last time I was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we oh. snuck you down to the good seats. <laughs> I actually, we were sitting in the exact same spot yesterday, just in right field instead. This right. is a fantastic view of Aaron Judge. Well, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Took a lot of pictures. I don't know what I'm going to do with those pictures. but can you Hello, can one. you send some to me? Absolutely. Just, you know, for research and stuff. Just, I just want to see the angle. See the angle. Yeah, yeah I, was I just right want to know. the judges' chambers. I don't know I how you actually, get to sit there. I went to uh, the Syracuse-Clemson game, which, you know, boo. Um, Clemson won, Yikes. in case you missed it, by a lot. I did. Um, <clears throat> and I was in the second row. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, I got friends, or I got friends in high places. Um so one of my friends, her boss had a bunch of tickets and he was like, yeah, you want to? And she's like, sure. And she like sends them to me and I'm like, wait, section 102? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, row two? She goes, yup. I mean, those are fantastic. I think Fenway was, those were the best seats I ever had. And I was still in like the eighth row, I think. Those are fantastic seats. Anytime you can get that close where you can actually see like everything progressing. Like, I, I mean... I was glad to see CC pitch yesterday, but from right field, you can't really tell what he's throwing. Right. It's, it makes it a little more difficult, but how was like the, how was the energy in the stadium for that? Like, it was great. CC got a nice standing ovation. Um, probably would have been a better standing ovation if we had some better defense and he didn't give up any runs. Uh, also on that note, I just want to go on the record and say, fuck David Fletcher. That guy is the worst. First pitch bunt on CC in you know this is his last home start ever <laughs> in his career, and you know he hates bunts, and you're just gonna for very first pitch you're just gonna bunt it to his offside. Come on, man. Do you realize that his last regular season start is going to be at the Trop against the Rays? No, I think he's gonna skip it. I think I'll nope. skip that one. Nope, he's got to do it. He's got to do ridiculous. it. He's got to let them know l- once and for all. That this one's for you, bitch. Oh my god, I hate the trap so much. And this is where where are we are barreling towards a disaster in the ALDS because if we end oh, up locking up the first seed, we have to play in either Tampa or Oakland. I think the Indians are right. just out. Yeah, they they haven't really shown much life, and, and they just the lost Rays Pipness beat the Dodgers. Too. Yeah. So oh, this is this is clinch day. Yeah. Oh, 
We might we might still be on the podcast when they clinch. If they can get <laughs> if Chapman can come in and get a quick ninth inning. I guess they're gonna go with Chapman now. He's been up for a while. There's nothing I love more than watching my favorite baseball players get drunk and unruly in front of the camera. Oh, but yeah. still be professional. Do we have anybody under twenty one yet? I don't think so. Um I can't think of anybody. I guess Garcia would have been the only one if he came up early. Right. On. No, Glaber's twenty two. Clint yeah. Fraser's twenty four, twenty five. Acuna said that uh when the Braves clinched. Or he said when they do clinch, it's gonna be way more exciting for him because this year he can actually drink. Last year he was only twenty and the team didn't let him drink in front of the cameras. <laughs> I'm well, sure they let him have whatever he wanted as soon as he got away from the cameras. Right. But in the actual scrum, they let him, you know, do the thing with the champagne where you spray it all over the place. And they're like, all right, put that down. Get a water. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated, my friend. Absolutely. Next year. Next, next year, you can go crazy. Oh, man. No, but I mean, thinking back to it, like when we were kids, we never were able to kind of stay up and watch the the clinching and the celebration and stuff like that. So my mom used to tape the celebration Ah. on, you know, the old fashioned VCR tapes and go back to it. Yeah. And then we would like come downstairs in the morning and like my mom would play it for us. And we'd be like, rewind that. We want to see it again. Like (laughs) for us, it was so much fun to watch. And then when I got older, I just realized that they were all trashed. Oh yeah. They were wasted. (laughs) I just thought they were having fun. Absolutely. You know what? I I have like the worst memory of those things too. Like I I was in eighth grade when I think I was in eighth grade when the Yankees <laughs> won the 2009 World Series. And it was like I barely remember it at all. I just remember going to school the next day and talking a lot of shit. <laughs> Did something happen with Clint Frazier? Maybe. <laughs> Oh no! Get out of here! Come on, man! Just let it end. Legendary bat speed, my friend. That was fantastic. That was so casual. Well, yeah, like, no, he's a, he's a pretty chill dude. Did you see what he was wearing to CC's gala? Oh yeah, no, those were dress sneakers. I <laughs> know. No socks though. No socks. Or no show socks. I'm not really sure. I'll have to ask. No socks is a bold look when you're wearing sneakers. Like, you can pull that off with loafers. And I should preface this with I have the worst style out of anybody. Like, if I had my way, I'd wear joggers, a hoodie, and this Yankees hat that I'm wearing right now literally every day. Summer, winter, doesn't matter. That's just, like, what I wear. But Clint Frazier needs to wear some socks when he's going to wear some sneakers. Can't do that with those sneakers. All right. Let's, uh, let's take advice from fashionless James over here. Absolutely. I have a lot of fashion tips. Um... Yeah, no, I can't seem to recall a single one of them. (laughs) But back to celebrations, because I do want to mention our favorite celebration of all time was so clearly John Ryan Murphy. (laughs) John Ryan Murphy. You've seen the celebration video of him, is that, have you not? I have, I have. Okay, because everyone is on the same page, and that page is getting drunk. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just every anytime John Ryan Murphy gets brought, he gets brought up so often. John so Ryan often. Murphy is in the Yankees like record books. He's so, gonna be like, an answer on obscure trivia in like twenty years. They're gonna be like, who who was traded for Aaron Hicks after Aaron Hicks has had a a great Yankees career? They're gonna be like, who they get 
for Aaron Hicks. He's gonna be like John Ryan Murphy. That was the headliner. That guy. <laughs> he caught like what was it? He caught somebody. He caught Mariano Rivera's final yep, pitch. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and then he was the catcher for somebody's uh like two thousand, three thousand. Th- he was he was just like around. No, for all was, these huge moments. He was CC's 3,000 strikeout. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yep. Like, of course, of course, any pivotal moment in Yankees history is going to be... John Ryan Murphy's there in some capacity. Like, yes. whether he's just in the crowd or something like that. He's not even that, on the team. He just happens to be there. <laughs> I was just here to watch a game, and I witnessed history. <laughs> Oops. Oh, God. They just accidentally let him on the field. Like, he's just a streaker while, while something amazing happens on the field. He's like, oh, there goes John Ryan Murphy again, involved in this fantastic moment for literally no reason. Like, honestly, I feel like people should stop dressing up like Marlins Man and start dressing up like John Ryan Murphy and just going to all the baseball games. Oh, you'd see so much cool shit. That would be great. I hate Marlins Man. (laughs) I hate him. I hate him so much. I just don't understand how he can afford to do what he does. I don't know. There is nothing worse than turning on the Yes Network and just seeing this or- ugly orange jersey right behind home plate. It's, it's distracting the whole time. And he's such a dick. <laughs> and I've seen Mike, Mike talked to him the other day. But Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Maybe I should just pass that along. Be like, yo, Vivolo, <laughs> next time you see Marlins man, tell him I think he's an asshole. <laughs> I wonder what he'd have to say to that. Oh, probably who the fuck is James Kelly? Well, you tell him that you're on a podcast and it's the real deal. You know, we'll just invite him on the podcast and say we're just going to honor Marlon's man and I'll just berate him for however long he'll stay on. That'll be our next guest. Perfect. I love Actually, it. That reminds me again. I got to I'm I'm just going to text Zach now cuz I keep forgetting. I keep saying I'm going to I'm going to hit Zach up to get a recap on rookie ball for him. And I always, as soon as we end the podcast, I forget about it. Typical, typical. Yeah. I can't find it. All right. I'll forget about it again after the podcast. It's whatever. Um, so I was thinking about this the other day. I was, uh, at work and, you know, kind of like on my lunch break and you know how sometimes you just like start thinking of something and then all of a sudden your brain just like goes in 12 different directions. Yep. Um, it becomes very clear that I do that. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. I was like, oh yeah, I, I brought my lunch. I was thinking about it in the fridge. So I went over and got it in the fridge. Then I started thinking about like what I was going to do later. And I was like, well, the Yankees, the Yankees are on tonight. So that'll be good. And I'm like the Yankees. And I'm like, you know, the playoffs and thinking about the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, We've had some last time they were there was 2009, like in the World Series. And Hideki Matsui won the World Series MVP, and I was so happy for him. And I'm like, oh, I hope Brett Gardner comes back next year. And I'm like, what if Brett Gardner wins the World Series MVP? And I started crying. <laughs> I, <laughs> you just started I, crying on your lunch break because you were I, just imagining Brett Gardner winning the World Series MVP. My, I told you, my brain goes like, everywhere but yeah it went there and then i just couldn't stop it i was so happy your brain might go everywhere but it always ends in the same place it's you crying about brett gardner (laughs) correct (laughs) (laughs) honestly i i've cried over other players too you know just uh i 
I cried like a baby at the bar when Mariana Rivera was taken out of that last game at Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah, I got I got there. I cried like a baby. I cried when Derek Jeter hit his last walk-off hit at the stadium because yep. that was the one time in my life where David Robertson blew the lead and my mom was like, are you kidding me? I said, mom, Derek Jeter's up third. This is going to work. Like, this is going to be it. And I was the calmest I've ever been in my life. I just had that feeling. And then when it happened, I just, you know. You, just, you can't it. can't take it. Yeah. I was I got pretty emotional yesterday when CC was walking off the mound. I knew they were gonna take him out in the middle of the inning so that they could get him his ovation. And I was just like, oh man, like this is uh, this might be the last time I ever see CC Sabathia pitch. Right. Like, this has been my Yankees fanhood of what I can remember of it, because I have such a terrible memory. Like CC's almost always been there. He's just always been there. And now he's gone. And I'm going to get real emotional about it again. I love CeCe. He's the best. He really is. He brought a lot to this team. And he's been doing it for 11 years. And just just a great guy. And it's it's nice to hear on like the R2C2 podcast just how much he loves the Bronx. And he loves the Yankee fans. And oh yeah, hearing why he chose the Yankees as opposed to the Angels. Not just because of money, but because of just the camaraderie and the the culture and everything and how he almost single-handedly helped change it too Mm -hmm. i was actually we mentioned rustin dodd last week Mm -hmm. i just have no idea what he does for the athletic but i love all of his articles and he wrote another one about how the yankees went out and got cc and it was obviously everybody knew that cc was one of the best pitchers in the game but the thing that made the Yankees go all in on him was when he got traded to the Brewers in a free agent year and he went to the front office and he's like, just give me the ball as often as you want. I'm I'm getting us to the fucking playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, he said it exactly like that. Like, yeah, I'm getting us to the fucking playoffs. And, and he, he was did. pitching. Yeah, he was pitching on like three days rest, too. Yeah. And that's that's what Dodd said. Like, that was the moment where it was Billy Epler, I think, was Cashman's guy at that time. I think he's a GM somewhere now. But. And he was like, yeah, that's the moment where everyone in the Yankees front office was like, we're going all in on CC Sabathia. Whatever it takes, we're getting this guy because mm-hmm. he's built for the Bronx. Right. The guy who might risk his career just to get a team he's been on for a month to the playoffs. Like, that's your dude. And he also won the Roberto Clemente Award today because uh, he's also a huge charitable guy. Mm-hmm. And he does so much for the community out in Oakland that Ruko is always talking about that. He gives him a lot of props for that. He's just he's just a good dude. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. And uh, he gives great suggestions on what TV shows to watch. So, yeah, I still got to get to Peaky Blinders. Oh, actually, my friend suggested Peaky Blinders like a year ago. And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's for me. <laughs> and then CC brought it up on R2C2. And I was like, hey, yep, starting that this weekend. And I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. So I know that you got to see CC's last home start um, in the regular season. I actually, uh, in my game going career, I guess you could say, I don't know what else you call it. um, I got to see another lefties final start at Yankee Stadium. Was it Andy Pettit? Yeah. Love Andy Pettit. And that was a game I wasn't expecting to um, see that. That was the game my sister and I got tickets from... uh, Oh, she's well, if she listens to this, she's going to tell you I'm wrong. Um, I got two free tickets. I invited my friend and not my sister. My sister oh, got no. her own tickets. Oops. Oh, uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but anyway, that was the game that um, they were honoring Mariana Rivera. It was the... Um, they had, like, Metallica there. It was crazy. Um, and then I got there, and then I was like, oh, my God, Court, like, Andy Pettit, is, this is going to be his final home start. Like, so we got to see them honor Mariano. We got to see Andy Pettit, like, get taken out in the middle of the inning and hug everyone. And we were like, oh, my God, this is great. Because, you know, we grew up with Andy Pettit. Absolutely. Pettit, <sighs> he was, until he retired, he was a Yankee for me. I didn't, just didn't acknowledge when he went to the Astros. Uh, that just didn't happen in my mind. Andy Pettit was a Yankee. Right. It yeah. wasn't like with Roger Clemens, there was always, you know, there was, uh, he was in Boston and then he was in the Yankees and then Houston. He just wasn't like a Yankee. Like Andy Pettit was a Yankee. As Ruined far as girl. I'm concerned, Andy Pettit pitched for the Yankees, then disappeared for a couple years. And then he came back. He unretired to go to the Yankees. But really, he was in Houston, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah, no, he just took a, he took a couple years off. He took the Jacoby Ellsbury. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I, I'm watching the bullpen right now. Tommy Canely is out there, and I think he's going to go insane when yeah, they close. Tommy Canely is a, he is a lunatic. <laughs> well, he came in yesterday after Adovino. Oh, we also have to mention this. Mm. What, what happened with Adam Adovino? He turned into 50 Cent for a second there. I mean, that was the worst throw I've ever seen. It was even worse when I looked back on the replay. Because obviously I was out in right field and I thought he just, I don't know, maybe he had a bad grip on it. And it's weird for pitchers to throw overhand because they're so used to like how fast they're moving their shoulder and they right. start aiming. You have John Lester just bouncing it on purpose to first because he knows he can't make the throw. And he just Correct. got the yips. But it was just, it looked like pretty bad. And then I looked at the replay and I was like, that thing was like 20 feet away from Higgy. That wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. It was And that was the really run. That was the bad. winning run. Yep, that was it. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Adovino in his past uh four outings has given up four runs. Two of them earned. Yeah, it's, it's but not still great. four I, runs. I wouldn't mind seeing him get some rest before yeah. the postseason. I think he could use it. Maybe just a mental reset. Right. Ooh. Ah, they're getting so excited. Every all the little yeah. Yankees are up on the top of the uh top of the dugout and everything it's so oh, so great this is gonna I'm be not like gonna say anything timing. until you notice okay yeah yeah that's fine that's fine nothing's happened for me yet just so you know so okay yeah no, i minutes. believe you sure i believe you two strikes we're, i believe you <laughs> we're just gonna draw this out for as long as humanly possible yeah i mean to be fair this is i mean this is right when we usually end the podcast we could end the podcast with the yankees clinching the american league east or we could end the podcast with uh, Cole Calhoun getting a base hit again. I hate Cole Calhoun. I hate him so much. He's, I mean, he's just up there with like my most hated Yankee. Oh, he did get a base hit. I thought you were lying. No. <laughs> I, I honestly thought they clinched and you were just like, you had this look on your face like you were lying, trying to convince me that my worst fear had come true. I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> A terrible liar. So, yeah, anytime it looks like I'm lying, I probably am telling you the truth. I just, you know, I have to I have to look at his stats for this series. I need to know how good he was this series. OK, so he's two for four today with a home run. That's pretty good. Yeah. See, that's, tomorrow that's or yesterday. I know he made a good play yesterday. Let's see. I know he had at least one hit yesterday just from my terrible memory. Even I can remember that. 
Yeah, yesterday he was only one for four. Okay. Oh, All thank right. goodness. Oh, he also walked, though. Mm. So, not a fan. And the first day. Oh, and we won eight to nothing? I bet he didn't do anything. Maybe he's just bad. Oh, no, he went two for four. All right. Fuck that guy. Cole Calhoun. How dare he? Yeah, how dare he only show up against the Yankees? Yeah, well, there are certain players that will certainly do that. I wrote an article, actually, I wrote a series, um, maybe it was last year, went through like some of the biggest Yankee killers, um, pitchers, hitters, you know, all that jazz. Uh-huh. And there were definitely some uh, some interesting names in there. Like who? Uh, well, anytime you mention the Yankee killers, you have to mention, I always butcher his last name, uh, Pedro Sedino or something. Sedino? Maybe. I don't I don't actually know who you're talking about. I just know if you if you're having a hard time with a name, you just say it really fast so nobody knows that you messed it up. Oh, well, Serrano, Pedro Serrano. Pedro Serrano. You mean the guy from Major League? No. <laughs> I just typed Pedro in my Google and that's the first thing that popped up. <laughs> So no, not him. I mean he was a Yankee killer. But he yeah, he was a great player too. <laughs> Couldn't hit the curveball though. I'm embarrassed. I hope no one's listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring Pedro Serrano into this. Couldn't hit the curveball, but oh boy, did he hit it a fastball like against six the Yankees. times on this podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chapman is amped up right now. He's going 102, 103. I he's don't know velocity this, up there. this guy is because I typed in Pedro Sedino and he's an experienced senior information technology administrator with a demonstrated history of working in the government administra- administration industry on LinkedIn. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's the same guy. Are you sure? Because he's from Philadelphia. Uh, maybe he's got a day job. Ah, I'll find it. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll tweet it. I will. Yeah, you got to tweet out the article again. <laughs> I got I to find out if you actually put Pedro Serrano on the article. <laughs> also, can you please not Twitter uh, <laughs> Twitter screen that one? Like, uh, I don't know. I might have to. <laughs> We're trying to figure out who the biggest Yankee killers are. We go first to Major League. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm man. just embarrassed. That <laughs> <laughs> no, could be worse. It's a great movie. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> All right. You want to say it? Go ahead. Say it. You beat me to it. The New York Yankees are the AL East champs of 2019. And I'm so happy right now. <laughs> are you going to cry on the podcast? I am crying. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely. This is the one I'm going to put on Twitter. We're going to forget about Pedro Serrano. We're going to oh put you crying God. about the AL East on. Just, just thinking about Brett Gardner and DJ LeMahieu and all this team has been through all year long. It, this is just incredible. You or One uh, step closer to Brett Gardner winning the World Series MVP. Uh, please make that dream a reality. I will not be alive for the next two days after that. I will be oh, like no. dehydrated from all the tears. Yeah, take off from work. Oh, my God. 
101 wins, or I'm sorry, 100 plus wins in consecutive seasons for the first time since 2002 to 2004. Fantastic. Not the Ugh. best years, not the best way the year, those years ended. <gasps> oh, the clubhouse has lights in it. Yeah. I bet Club the fog machine's coming out too. Oh, the fog machine is absolutely coming out. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Now I got to switch over to the Yes Network because that's where that's going to be. Oh, is it? I'm going to have to switch over too. Yeah, because Pixel 11 is the worst. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, oh this is God. this is going to be crazy. Oh, I can't I wait to it. see the beat reporters' tweets. I can't wait to see John Boy recap. True. I love the beat reporters are so funny when they're just like messing around, like trying to kill time. Like the way they interact with each other is hysterical. I know. <laughs> oh, is Brett Gardner Susan play, Susan's player of the game? Probably. Oh, yes, he is. He He's talking to Susan and Walden. a two-run double. Yep. Player of the game. Wow. Look at that. All right. So we're going to end on that note because the Yankees <laughs> are... <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees are AL East champions for the first time since 2012. Allison is crying. We can't go on. Oh, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. See you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>